0: You have been informed to avoid legal snags.
1: Oh, my legal snags are only of the sexy kind.
0: Oh, delicious.
1: I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
0: To trashlight, I am one of your hosts, Rebecca,
1: and I am your other host, Colleen. And here on Trashlight, we talk about the good, the bad, and the culturally relevant from Stephanie Meyer's Twilight saga, chapter by chapter.
0: This week, we're talking about chapter. This week, we are talking about chapter twenty-two. You got this, girls. Uh It's been a long day. Uh, it's titled Fire and Ice, which is bum, a bum, stupid fucking bum, ba-da-dum, cliche. Ba-da-dum,
1: ba-da-dum, Sorry.
0: Yes, stupid fucking cliche name for a title ty- for a chapter. I peeked um, on
1: everything that I did. Just there, just every single thing I said was peaked. <laughs> every bump, bump,
0: da <laughs> da dum, and then so the chapter starts and. Bella and Edward are in the tent, and Jacob's outside of the tent, and the storm is raging, and it is so terribly cold, and it is so cold, that Bella is shivering, and she's waiting for the temperature to start dropping, and it's two in the morning, and the temperature's not dropping, and she's freezing her fucking ass off. And then, they're trying to, like... Temperature's rising. Yeah, they're right trying to, like, below. brainstorm Sorry, no, no. solutions to keep Bella from, you know, experiencing hypothermia. And then, Jacob turns back into a human, and... Decides to crawl into her sleeping bag without asking her permission, because he's a space heater who runs at one hundred eight point nine degrees Fahrenheit, which just would why kill he has no him. Brain cells. Yes, yeah. I mean, straight up, there went all of his brain cells. They just melted, literally. I have talked about this before. That was science time with Rebecca. Go mm-hmm. back and find it. Listen to it, mm-hmm. and then. Bella and Jacob have, like, the barest bones of a really weird conversation about how Jacob's wolf is shaggier than the other wolves. And then Bella sort of dozes off a little, but she's still listening. And then Jacob and Edward have a really gross and really nasty conversation that really strips Bella of all of her agency. And then the chapter ends. Yeah. it, yeah, yeah. I really fucking hated this chapter. I don't have a lot of notes on it because I hated it so much.
1: Yeah, my first note is on the title, which harkens back all the way to the beginning of this book, because this is a book that starts with the Robert Frost poem.
0: Yes, yes. Some say
1: the world will end in fire, some say an ice.
0: Which I hold with those who favor fire. Which, yes. again, if you're holding with those who favor fire in this book, she should have been all over Jacob in this book.
1: Exactly, because it's, it's a thinly veiled Jacob-Edward metaphor, which is...
0: Yes, it's poorly done.
1: Annoying. Yes. I will say, full disclosure... Because we are honest with our listeners on this podcast. And I, I want to be honest and vulnerable with our fans. One time on a camping trip, I pretended I was colder than I was to get a boy I had a crush on to snuggle with me while he made s'mores. So, sometimes, it'd be like that on a camping trip. But this is clearly way more extreme than that. Oh,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah. But, uh, yes.
1: I have done that camping before, and I have no regrets.
0: But it was consensual.
1: Yes, it was consensual cuddling. I that wanted was, the cuddling.
0: Yes. And he was
1: too dumb to realize it for a while. Someone else had to tell him. That's fine.
0: But he consensually okay. cuddled you. Like, that was... He did. He he made it there. He did. Bless um, him. Ugh, truly. <laughs> um. I wonder if you...
1: Never mind. We'll talk about it off the podcast. We will.
0: We'll, we'll. we'll debrief later. <laughs> de-brief, about,
1: debrief about Colleen's sneaky s'more snuggles afterward. That's like if you subscribe to our Patreon that doesn't exist, you get the five-minute conversation that's us talking about that story. Just kidding. It's a Yeah, subscribe story to our OnlyFans. Our OnlyFans only is just video of us FaceTiming each other <laughs> talking about stories, obscure stories from our high school that no one knows about. <laughs> It's and that's our whole though. OnlyFans. We're fully clothed. You can only see our faces.
0: <laughs> our oh. OnlyFans
1: is branded at trashed, like. <laughs> that's ooh. our next social media presence. That's really funny.
0: Uh, Woo! Oh. Lord have mercy. All right. Truly. God. Okay. Mm. So Bella's cold.
1: Yeah, this is, so this is where, like, I wanted to, and I mentioned this last week, but I want to, like, really dig in to this, like, the concept that writers put characters in situations. The argument that, like, oh, my voice cracked. The argument that, like, oh, well, Bella was going to freeze to death if Jacob didn't do this, so, like, yeah, it sucks, but what else could she have done? I don't know. Literally anything. Stephanie Meyer didn't have to write that Jacob was the werewolf that took her. Stephanie Meyer didn't have to write a storm. Stephanie Meyer didn't have to write that a werewolf had to take her for them to not follow her set. Like, this is not some foregone conclusion because it's not an autobiography. Like, writers put characters in situations. There is no throwing your hands up and saying, well, what are you going to do? Fucking edit. Like, that's what you're going to do. It's a story.
0: Do it better. And there were, like you said, there were a lot of decisions editing decisions, storytelling decisions, that got us to this point. And they were active decisions.
1: Yeah, and they were avoidable decisions. Yes. On a slightly lighter note, I, when I was slightly more active on our Tumblr, which I'm still reblogging stuff sometimes, but I, I slowed down a little after the initial high of Tumblr, <laughs> um, there was, I saw a post, and I think I reblogged it when I saw it floating around, about how we really could have, truly could have had it all if... It had been Seth that was already up there who just, like, came in all innocent and was like, I can call you if you want to keep you warm, and Bella was just like, yeah, that works, and then, like, Seth, who, like, is just fine and normal and not horny, just, like, gave her a little snuggle to keep her warm, and, like, we yep. were
0: truly robbed. Truly. Yes. Ugh. And yet, here we are.
1: And yet, here we are. It's... Yeah. So her her bodily autonomy is fully gone, and Stephanie Meyer took it away from her. Like, oh, yes. Let's fully. not mince words. Like, yes. Writers put characters in situations, which is why I like will not engage with arguments that were like, well, it's what the character would have wanted.
0: Like this makes it's like no, no. It's it's about what the writers wanted because these characters don't truly exist.
1: And when your writer is like. You know, our favorite example of this is spoilers for Avengers Endgame, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame at this point. Uh, Oh my god, I almost said Scarlet Widow. Black (laughs) Widow's death in Endgame is that, like, a lot of the arguments defending that decision were like, well, she, like, Black Widow would have wanted to sacrifice herself for her friends. And it's like, she didn't make that decision. Two bad male, white male writers did that for her. Like, yes. Two white male writers decided that that's what their female character would have wanted with, like, basically no input from women and no care for her character at all. Like, she didn't make that decision. Those two male writers did. Yes. So.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: Anyway, which is... There's actually... I might link to... Lindsay Ellis just put out a really... And I say just. This is going to come out, like, two weeks in two weeks. So it won't be just. Lindsay Ellis just put out a really interesting video that expanded upon a video she did a couple years ago about death of the author and how like it it kind of can't exist but like kind of can and she did a part two vis-a-vis JK Rowling um interesting and I might link to it because I don't want to like rehash everything that I heard in that video that I agreed with here like you should just watch the video but it's a really interesting take on that concept of like an author did these things to these characters. So, like, unmarrying them from what they have created is, like, inherently weird. Um, Yes. But, again, I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to link to that series of videos. And if you're interested in Death of the Author or, like, curious about, like, some of my opinions regarding it, like, I mostly agree with her, so I highly encourage. And I even if you don't agree, like, I highly encourage watching those videos because they're fascinating. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. um there's not a lot to talk about in this chapter so i'll just plug good youtube content i guess
0: yeah yeah i mean i don't really want to talk about anything in this chapter because it's all gross yeah.
1: jacob calls her honey again we hate yeah. it
0: with her boyfriend
1: in the tent yeah What? and the it's like fuck it's so very different like i call people babe all the time when my oh, boyfriend yeah. is in the room but it's just like such a different but there's context. no
0: intent there
1: I'm not, like, incredibly, like, aggressively horny for my
0: friends. You, yeah, you, there's no romantic intent behind that. No. It's or maybe like there is. How, um, you just don't know. I mean, there could be. I'm not here to judge you. Um, but there's a post floating around the internet about how women at bars will make up fake boyfriends to get men to stop hitting on them. Be like, oh, sorry, I have a boyfriend to get some random man to leave her alone. Because random men will respect men that they have not met before they respect a woman's autonomy. Yeah,
1: that's right um, in front of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. But Jacob, here, is respecting neither. Yeah. Which is even more wild.
1: Yeah. It's insane.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and then,
1: then, we're at Jacob and Edward's conversation, unfortunately.
0: Well, I mean, Bell and Jacob have a brief conversation about his hair and how he's growing it out, because he thinks that she likes it longer. Which cool. like Yeah, whatever. Buddy. Wait, where was hang on, I had a oh no, I do I have a funny note. Um when he first slips into her um tent, this is related to actually it is related to what we were talking about. Um mm-hmm. how he's not respecting either of them, really. Slips into her sleeping bag and is like, Yeah, you'll warm up faster if you take off your clothes Um, which, scientifically, yes, true, but, like, Herder, I'd like you more if I personally removed your testicles. Calm down.
1: yes, true. God. You can still warm me up sans a penis. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Also, like, I don't know, I would, I'm not a meteorologist, and I didn't do the meteorological research, but I would be interested, like, the Cullens are incredibly rich, Yes. Yes. And they were the ones that packed all of the camping gear, and Edward was the one that grabbed the jackets for Bella. And they live in the Pacific Northwest, which is a cold place. So even if they didn't bring the warmest jacket in the world because it was June, like, most sleep—like, most industrial—not industrial, but, like, most, like, pro-rated camping sleeping bags that, like, you know— Either rich people or like vigorous campers use. Vigorous was not the adjective yeah. I was looking for. Regular, I think, was.
0: Um, <laughs> yes, those vigorous, vigorous campers. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah, those sleeping bags are rated for a lot more than sleeping. If you know what I mean. Yikes! Um, but like most, like good quality camping sleeping bags are rated down to like negative 10 or 20 degrees. Like, I think you can get ones that are, like, specifically for super cold weather camping that are rated down to, like, negative 40 Fahrenheit. But, like, Mm -hmm. most good, expensive camping sleeping bags are rated for really cold weather. And because, the even if the Cullens don't go camping, even if they don't sleep when they're camping, they are rich. And there's no way a family that spends that much money on appearing rich doesn't have that kind of equipment
0: yeah like I mean, that's ridiculous have, like my winter jacket goes down to is like rated for negative 10 degrees and so i'm not mine. an active camper outdoorsy person
1: yeah so there's no way that she didn't have like like even if she had just like a light down jacket that would probably be uh rated down to like negative 10 and she probably had a sleeping bag that was rated down to 20 like how cold is this winter storm in June? Like, how aggressively did it drop from like being like the sixties in the day to like negative thirty? If she's like about to die like this, like, it's yeah. I this isn't really science time with Colleen because I didn't do any research. It's just like rationalizing it out. It's absolutely bonkers that she's this cold. There's no way, and, and Jacob, whose family is not rich but is canonically outdoorsy, also brought a jacket for her, and that yep. would have been a jacket that was rated well for cold. There's no way he and Billy don't have appropriate cold weather gear.
0: Yep, yep. But we will say, I will add, Bella does have, I have diagnosed as a non-human doctor, not even a doctor, not even an animal doctor yet, uh, Bella with circulation problems.
1: Oh, yeah, she probably has like a, a hint of Raynaud's.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think that would help. I don't think that's enough to explain away her freezing almost to death in this, but I don't think it would help.
1: Oh, no, that's why you get so, so, shout out to my, my homies also with Raynods. They sell these things called toasty toes that are little, like, packs that you, like, crack like a glow stick, and then you put them in your shoes, and they warm up your toes, and they're great. Yes.
0: They're
1: called toasty toes.
0: Good shit. Oh, amazing. Yes. Um.
1: So yeah, that's my that's my meteorological rant. Shout out to my grandpa who is actually a meteorologist.
0: Neat. I think we have to talk about the Jacob and Edward uh, conversation now. I, don't I know. Wanna. I know, I don't wanna either. I don't wanna. I know. It's gross. It's very bad. It is. They don't respect Bella at all. They are not drinking their respect women juice. They are not drinking their respect women
1: juice, and I'm not happy about it. Do stick better. Reverse catheterize that respect women juice. God damn it. Mm. That's a horrifying thought. Can you reverse catheterize something? Sorry, I'm I'm getting distracted again. But
0: so it depends on what you're catheterizing. If you have an IV catheter, you can both take things out of and place things in. Um, nice.
1: So we can put the respect women juice in that.
0: Yes. Also, like Perfect. urinary catheters, you can both take things out of and put things in. Excellent. Yes.
1: Anyway, a catheter this is just
0: a tube, it's like true. doors. They they go both ways. Both ways. It's wild that
1: the worst thing we're going to talk about in this episode isn't catheters.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this
1: conversation, Jesus Christ. Ugh. So they're like arguing very possessively over Bella, and I think like you probably have notes on different parts of this conversation. But to me, the crux of this conversation is that Edward lays out. What he calls like the four possible scenarios, once he realized that he was in love with Bella. He lays out like four possible scenarios. Scenario number one, which he called his preferred scenario because of the emo bitch he is, is that she did not reciprocate and he just kind of pined until she died of an a na- died a natural death and like eventually moved on, or maybe didn't move on. He's yeah. an emo bitch. Scenario two I- I'm probably gonna get the order of them wrong. But uh hang on, Scen- let's see if I can help. Scenario two or three is um, that they're in love with each other and she lives out her human life with him and dies as a human. And he stays a vampire, obviously. He's like, obviously she didn't want that because she didn't want to be an 80-year-old dating a 17-year-old. That's insane. Scenario three is they both become vampires and they get to stay together forever. And scenario four is what happened in New Moon where... Edward decides that this isn't good for her and her human life and leaves
0: for the greater good. So you flipped options three and four.
1: Oh, oops. Well, so three is leaving for the greater good, New Moon style, and four is everyone becomes a vampire. Yes. You get a vampire. You get vampirism. You get vampirism. You get
0: vampirism. 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 You vampirism. get vampirism. Everybody gets a vampirism. Woo! Um,
1: And this, like, Edward is doing to Bella and has been doing to Bella for over a year, like, I guess, yeah, over a year at this point, what Bella did to Edward in this, like, a few chapters ago with this, like, false duality of choice of, like, well, these are the only four options. It's, like, that's simply not true. And also, like, it's really gross that he, like, talks about it. He's, like, so I went through them all to see what would work. Like, he gets a little sociopathic when he's talking. Like, we see some shades of Jasper. He's, like, so here's my list. And I tried... I thought one would be best, but then she fell in love with me, so we tried two, and then I realized that that wouldn't work, she'd want to be a vampire, so then I tried three, but then she tried to throw herself off a cliff, and I tried to yeet myself into the arms of death in Italy, so now I guess we're on four, and it's like,
0: bitch, the fuck? Yeah, woof. And he's also (laughs) telling this to Jacob? Yeah. That's what's most wild to me about this, is that they're actually having this conversation. Conversations like this don't just happen in real life. No. Period. Not between emotionally stunted men, especially. And especially not between emotionally stunted men who consider themselves to be romantic rivals.
1: Yeah, like, does Edward not talk to his brothers or Carlisle? Like, my dude. I don't think Edward talks to anybody. Barely Bella. He needs therapy. They all need therapy. So
0: much. Oh, my God.
1: Y'all, I have a therapist number, please. Just... Oh, my God. I also, yes, can share. Uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. And they have this whole back and forth. Like, Jacob spends the whole conversation, like, listening, but also just, like, reminding Edward every so often, like, she could just me, and this was, we kind of glossed over this in the last chapter, but in the last chapter and in this chapter, Jacob keeps repeating the idea over and over again that Bella is in love with him, she just doesn't know it.
0: Which is kind of wild to me, because everything that Bella has described so far is not being in love with Jacob.
1: No, Bella might have been in rebound with Jacob in New Moon, but at no point in it, like, we talked about in New Moon how Bella was horny for Jacob, like, yes. in a very reboundy way. Yeah. But at no point in this book has... Bella has shown to be bad about her boundaries with Jacob, but at no point in this book has she really displayed the level of horniness for Jacob that she displayed in New Moon because Edward's back and she has, like, she has her boyfriend back. She doesn't need a rebound. She's dating someone again. Yeah. And, like... I think that she's not lying when she says she loves him like a brother and wants to be his friend. But I don't, I mean, we talked a lot about how horny she was for him. I don't think she was ever in love with him.
0: No, I don't think she was either. I think that she cares deeply about him as a brother. And she's attracted to him, certainly. Yeah. But those two. It does. And those two in combination do not equal being in love with someone. No. That's not how love works.
1: And and, in romantic love, I mean, I'm in love with Rebecca, but, like, you know, that's a slightly different way of being in love. Like, Jake was obviously talking about in romantic love.
0: Colleen and I are platonic soulmates. That's just, like, how it is.
1: Yeah, I'm also romantically in love with Rebecca, but that's a whole other thing. (laughs) You also have to subscribe to our OnlyFans (laughs) to hear the, like, Jerry Squire conversation we have about that.
0: Uh, yes. Um, five dollars you'll get the first 30 seconds 20 dollars you get the full declaration of love
1: yeah and and we've got hunter (laughs) acting as jerry springer in the background (laughs) 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 um yeah and so but jacob like He said, he's, like, saying all the stuff of, like, she could choose me, she could have this great life where we get married and have kids. Bella's never said she wanted to have kids, like...
0: She doesn't even really want to get married. Yeah, like... Like, there's no evidence that Bella, that any of what Jacob wants for Bella is what Bella wants for Bella. Bella wants to be a vampire. Yeah, she's an adult, like...
1: Yeah. And Jacob is framing it like, I could be good for her and I could keep trying,
0: like... That doesn't, uh, like... Just because you could be good for her doesn't mean that you are good for her. The potential for what you and Bella could be does not equal the eventuality of your relationship. That's no guarantee of anything.
1: Yeah, and persistence is not a recipe for someone falling in love with you eventually.
0: No, not like, at all.
1: I think Rebecca and I both have some personal experience with that. Oh like, that's God. just simply not how it works.
0: no. It um, it honestly quite often works in the opposite way.
1: Yes, well,
0: yes, and
1: well. I, yes, and I mean from both sides of the coin. I'm not saying like Rebecca and I have just had people in love with us and just like will not stop. Like
0: well, <laughs> that's yeah a, no. Both sides. We've been on both sides. We have we have in fact been on both sides.
1: It's and it's so like they are totally tokenizing her and objectifying her and like just creating this situation where they're like trying to share a toy
0: yeah and it's really nasty it's gross I'm trying to find
1: a quote that I want well I can't find it but um basically at one point Edward says something along the lines of like I think Jacob asked like he was like oh your scenarios are all about like Bella falling out of love with you or like like, would you ever move on or whatever the fuck and he was like I have waited a hundred years for Bella, and I was just like, I have died (laughs) every day waiting for you. Darling, don't be afraid. I love
0: you. That was
1: truly the worst I've ever sung anything. (laughs) And I did it on purpose, and I threw my head as far away as I possibly could from the microphone, and I still peaked. I'm proud of you. (sighs) Mm. Mm. And it's just like, again, this idea that like, You, I am, like, of the, like, to get into personal opinions, I am personally of the opinion that there is not one romantic soulmate forever. Like, that there's not a one-to-one relationship to romantic soulmates on this earth. Like, if you find someone that is your romantic soulmate and that you're in love with and you spend the rest of your life with them and you're happy, great. But there are probably multiple people that you could do that with. Um, And I'm not saying, like, abandon the love of your life and go find those other people, right? But, like... It's not like you fall in love once, then it's like, well, that's it for me. Which is the way that Edward is dealing with this. He's like, Bella is just, like, the only... And Bella is d- deals the same way with Edward. And it's like, that's just
0: simply not true. And, like, that's... It's a really dangerous... It's a really dangerous message to give young girls, too. Yeah. Because
1: and boys, not a lot of but- people wind up marrying their middle school or high school partner. Like... I and you don't...
0: certainly didn't.
1: No, uh, me neither.
0: <laughs>
1: Hope he's doing well. Yeah. Um.
0: Blessings sent he... his way.
1: Blessings sent his way. Um. Yikes! Again, about once every three months, I wake up in a cold sweat, wondering if that particular ex, like, has any, has ever, even a little bit, listened to Trashlight. And the answer is certainly no. But <gasps> just occasionally, I think about it and like fully wake up in a cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> no, and then I'm like, he didn't have a smartphone or a Facebook until, like, 2015, so. No,
0: no. At this point, mm. he might know what a podcast is. I
1: was about to say, I feel like getting him to podcast him would be an
0: incredible... Like, truly, did I have a smartphone until after we broke up, like... Yes, yeah. he might know the insane. definition of the word podcast by the year of our Lord like 2020. The youngest
1: 85-year-old man I've ever met.
0: <laughs> insane. Mm. Um...
1: But uh, shout out to T nine texting, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> mm. Um, and minutes. Uh, wild for all you young folk. But what was I saying before I got distracted about the cold sweats I have vis a vis my ex listening to this podcast? Oh,
0: about how people um, don't marry their high school sweethearts, not always. Yeah, people don't, and like Jacob is if Jacob's yeah, thank you.
1: If Jacob's rebuttal to Edward was. Bella could like both you and Bella could fall in love with more than one person, you're being a little possessive and weird, that would be way more redeemable than him just being like, if I assault her a few more times, she might fall in love with me. What? So this this is I hesitate to say that this conversation has potential because it really doesn't. But there are certainly aspects of this like if this conversation had to happen, which it didn't, and it was bad, but yes. like it could have been a more interesting plumbing the depth of men hating each other when they're adolescents over a girl and like an exploration of that like cultural dynamic. Mm -hmm. If this conversation, like if this whole setup had to happen and we had to wind up here with cold Bella, like this could have been an interesting deconstruction of that, but instead we get this bullshit.
0: Yep. No, my note on this is that the whole conversation's pointless. Yeah. Like, Jacob and Edward don't need to get along right now. They don't need to make this quote-unquote connection. They call it a truce, briefly. Um, yes. yeah, it's disgusting, frankly. And I think that a lot of, and I literally just had this thought, the setup for this conversation is so that we can have the reminder of the third wife so that Edward can figure out what the third wife is in relation to the story and in relation to why Bella is worried about it. But we don't need any of the rest of this conversation in order for him to ask.
1: Yeah, he could have literally just
0: asked. Especially if he frames it in a way of, hey, I think Bella's going to do something stupid. She keeps talking about this third wife. What's what's up with that? What's going on? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's all very bad and dumb, and... It's, it's, it's Stephanie Meyer being too chicken shit to do the, spoiler alert for Breaking Dawn, it's Stephanie Meyer being too chicken shit to do the POV switch that she winds up doing a little bit in Breaking Dawn for the first time. Yes. Like, this chapter is her, like, trying to dip her toes in that water, because, like, clearly she wanted to write a conversation that Bella had no part of, but wasn't quite ready to do a POV switch, And so it was like, why don't I have Bella like delirious from cold so that Jacob and Edward can talk to each other? And it's like, well, we didn't need this conversation and we certainly didn't need Bella here for it. But, and so I think that this was the, this is the start of the,
0: the beginning of the end.
1: Yeah, that was like, oh, I can just do a point of view switch in Breaking Dawn when I want to talk about other stuff, which like, Sure, Jan, you can, but to do that in the fourth book of four in your series when you've never done that before is wild, yeah, it, we'll talk about that more when we We get will,
0: there. we will. It didn't go over well then, either. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything more to say on this. I
1: was about to say, we're at 31 minutes, we can be done. Great. We've done our due diligence. We have
0: done our due diligence. I apologize. Mostly talk about our
1: OnlyFans page. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's because there's comedic potential there, and there isn't really comedic potential in this chapter. No, it's just garbage. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Well, just garbage. Well, if you want to talk to us about garbage, or if you really want us to make an OnlyFans so you guys can pay us, (laughs) um, uh, I don't know, I don't know what you guys are into. Um, send us an email. Our email is trashlight at gmail dot com. You can find us on the socials, the normal ones. Our handle is Trashlight, and that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a Tumblr. It's Trashlight-Podcast at Tumblr.com. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to see yeah. your ratings and your reviews. Um, yeah. You can send us your love. Ooh, you can start trying to guess
1: what we'll do for our in-between episodes since we're almost Ooh, done with a Yes, We don't know what we're doing for our in-between episode yet. I have this is literally the first time I've talked to Rebecca about it. Yeah, it's no. On we, mic right now. We
0: don't know what it's going to be. But, but
1: you should, like, send your guests or your suggestions. I have a couple ideas, but, you know, we're getting close to doing something where we talk about something we actually like, which yes. is my favorite part.
0: Yes, which, which is big fun. It is big fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. On that note. Bye. bye.